elbow yeah. room, leg room, breathing room. After more than a year inside, there is a strong desire to leave every room of your apartment or house. To desire is to get some space. Space. Space is something to a degree that we all seek, though many of us go about it differently. And that makes sense since space can be defined in at least three different ways. Collectively, we crave personal space. I know I do. We feel a need to express ourselves in a public space. And too few of us seek an understanding of outer space. So the question of space isn't it necessarily, but why it means so much. On today's show, we will explore space. Buckle up. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. We would like to thank our local title sponsor for supporting Interludes, A1 Pestmasters, for all your exterminating and pest control needs. This episode is brought to you by our national sponsor, Montevia Coffee and Tea. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. Hey, Michael. Hi. <laughs> you know, one of the great things about uh, COVID, and as I said in my um, comedy routine, is mm-hmm. that uh, COVID has promoted uh, space. And in this way, personal space. And as COVID is going away, so too sadly is personal space. <laughs> Got too many people coming up on you too close at the local Target, Walmart, and other places that we shop. The circles are still there. But people are wanting to get closer to you. They want to circles unbroken, but the people are breaking through the bubble. The bubble is bursting. For real. Bow. Six feet. Six feet is a good idea. I think it's something that should carry on beyond COVID. Definitely. Six feet should carry on to COVID. Uh, I had a friend uh, recently say that uh, she she went get into the habit of taking a uh, umbrella with her to the store and just sticking out the umbrella and spinning around. And if anybody touches the umbrella, they're too close. That's right. <laughs> so I know I know a lot of you close talkers out there. I mean, this pandemic was maddening for you, right? You couldn't get up close to somebody's ear. You couldn't get in their face and share, share your, you know, halitosis in, in their nose and ask them ridiculous questions. But just because I got two shots don't mean that you could come in to my personal space and do that again, okay? I didn't want you there in the first place. I don't want you back. Please consider this a warning and, and or just a, you know, a healthy uh, reminder. How about that? I believe now I that I believe I believe now we have got to we've got to learn how to respect one another. And I want to make sure that 
you don't come to me and say, oh, I've been vaccinated and just make the assumption that it's okay to hug me or to come close. It's like I have been trained over the last 15 months to have six feet of distance from everybody. I know emotionally I'm one of those people. Yeah, everybody. I'm one of those people that really liked hugging folks. My church, we do that. We hug we hug each other and we greet one another. You know, all of that just kind of all came to a halt. We froze ourselves into Zoom boxes or WebEx boxes or we were doing Teams, Microsoft Teams. We were doing stuff virtually on the computer where no touching was allowed at all. But now... <laughs> Don't tell me, oh, I've got the vaccine. I don't really know, and it's not my right to ask you. However, just if I give you my elbow, bump the elbow. If I wave at you and just say no, I just want to wave at you from a distance, it's okay. Don't walk around and be like, oh, my feelings were hurt because you wouldn't hug me. I told you I was vaccinated. <laughs> no. Don't vaccine shame me either. It's not a matter of life and death. I just don't like you like that. Okay? I Look, like one of the first I things like I know that you like that. You know, one of the first things that happened was, you know, our our, our president, uh, President Biden, had to learn that when he was campaigning, running for office. That his oh, yeah. 35 years of touching people and giving them un unsolicited massages and all sorts of stuff just had to stop. It was just too much. Now he got he 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 spent you know time in his basement you know during the pandemic and made the videos and you know went to Delaware and the train station and back you know. Uh, but hey, he learned. He learned something. I mean, Keanu Reeves is a great actor and a cool dude. Everybody knows that. That's a universal. Thing. We just know right. that about him. If right. you've ever watched Keanu Reeves in pictures with fans, especially women, you will notice that Keanu Reeves has about, he will look like he's hugging someone or embracing them. And when you zoom into that picture, he's got at least a foot of distance between his hand and their body. For real. Check it out if you don't believe me after the podcast, of course. You can Google it. Keanu Reeves knew the time. He is a visionary. He went in the future with Bill, with his friend Ted. They had excellent adventures, remember? <laughs> I remember that movie too. They remade okay. that. They remade that as well. They did. But one of the things he learned when he went into the future was we ain't all gotta touch each other. Okay? Yeah. We just don't. And if I want you to touch me, I want you to touch me. Okay? Like, like, I need it to be passionate. I need to be loving and warm and inviting and, and where I don't want you to stop. But for most of y'all, I can take at least three to six feet of space. Okay? At least. And I shouldn't have to walk around with a tape measure to check it, okay? Right, that's, that's too close. That's too close. If I reach out to shake your hand or I give you the gesture, and you turn me down, that's cool. I will, I'm, I'm all right with that, okay? So on the other hand, the flip side, if you reach out your hand for me to shake and I decline to do it, you know what? 
no hard feelings, okay? Look, I just don't want to touch your hand. I don't know where it's been. Or worse, I do know where it's been. As a man going into a bathroom and seeing other men uh, touch their private parts, but then refuse to touch soap and water before they leave out, there are a lot of dudes I will see walking around the Walmart. Oh, no. Afterwards, and they pick up things and then decide they don't want them and put them back. Guess who's not touching that? Because, <laughs> see, now I know where your hand was. And I know where your hand wasn't. With some water and some soap. That's why they said it was so important during the time of COVID. You know, uh, wear your mask, wash your hands, and do the six feet of distancing. Well, I think what should definitely continue is wash your hands. If, if establishments require you to wear the mask, even though you've been vaccinated. Like airplanes. Like airplanes. Don't pull a Chris Kattan, please. Yeah, just, just wear the mask and distance. The mango won't like it. You won't like the mango when you get and, to rest it. And, and distancing means I need to be able to respect my space. Please. Respect my space. I mean, I feel like brushing into the RSBCT, Aretha Franklin of respect. Ooh, Please respect my space. Baby, I got it. That's right. What you what need. You, need. <laughs> you know I got it. That's right. And that means I've been COVID free. For 15 months. I need S-I-X-F-E-E-T. Find what? out what it means to me. <laughs> S-I-X-F-E-E-T. Great God, it means to me six feet. Suck it to me. I just want, please, and I like I said, let us not vaccine shame our friends, family, or just other folks that we're around. I was around That's my family. Business. My I was around is space. Exactly. My, my, uh, I was around my friends and family this past weekend, and some of my uh, family has not been vaccinated. And there was a couple people that just went on this whole tyrant of, well, then this needs to happen and and do not vaccine shame people. You can intelligently state why you got one or you decided to get one. But do not shame your if you still love or care about your friends and family that are not vaccinated. The best way you can show them love is to say, hey, let's still do the, the, the six feet of distancing. And hey, uh, keep on your mask because we just I want to respect your right to say no to the vaccine. I don't understand it, but I'm not going to shame you because of it. However, there needs to be a level between vaccine shaming, which I'm not in favor of, but also common sense. Because there are groups of people who don't have a choice of whether or not to get the vaccine or not. They are children. They're children who right. too young to get a vaccine. So yeah. they're relying on you to make the best judgment in order to keep them safe from COVID-19, from the Delta variant, which uh, supposedly is something that is highly contagious. So they need you. Mm -hmm. You're the adult. They need you 
to make a smart choice. So at least for them, if your choice is not to have a needle go into your arm twice with something that will save your life, if you feel that's too much, then give them, by God, six feet, please. Okay? Because they have no other choice. Right. Again, exactly. it's not all about you. It's about other people. Like me and Val. Six feet. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. And I really honestly, I will encourage you guys, even though you're shopping, you are doing your normal everyday situation. If you see somebody you haven't seen, especially during this time of the pandemic, and you haven't seen them and you want to run up to them and you hear the music playing in the background, bling, 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 and you want to run and hug them, check with them first respect them yeah you're not little you're not little kids you're not the little black kid and little white kid running down the sidewalk street in that very heartwarming video that's not it you was, that's not us you, you adult okay like act like one For real. right we've got we've got to learn how to do this and we've we're coming out of covid we're not out of it yet we're, st no. we're st this is still going. I it's people still, are like, oh, we're at the like end of the pandemic. We're no, we're not at like the end. Energizer, buddy. No, sorry, Bill Maher. I know you really wanted to tour and make your money for your solo grow house. So you can smoke your weed all day and do your show every week. But there's still a pandemic going on, buddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, let's 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 just please be careful. Let's look out for our younger population. Who can't get vaccinated. Who cannot get vaccinated right now. And many of the school children will be going back physically to school. I mm -hmm. want to say a, a lot. A lot of people will be going back to physical school. Oh, yeah, they will. <laughs> they will be, yeah, physically. They'll be no more virtual. Uh, be all in you person. love your kids, but not, not 24 hours a day, love. Oh, some of us learn <laughs> Nobody that. Nobody got to see them. I know. So if you are a if you are a teacher or someone that works in the profession, if you are the engineer, if you are the lunch lady, the lunch dude, um uh the the para the paraprofessional, the assistant teacher. The kids coming. Them kids they're coming back. They're coming back. Runny noses and all. Oh. Oh, kindergarten teachers. Oh, my heart goes out. I feel for the nursery oh. and kindergarten teachers. Load up on that vitamin C, yo. yo. Not too much because you can have too much of a good thing. <laughs> and it's not in orange juice. It's not all in orange juice. It's in broccoli. Not all orange juice. That's right. It's in broccoli mm -hmm. and, and peels. Wait. Mm -hmm. What? Um, Yeah. <laughs> So we want to make sure that we are respecting each other's space. And mm -hmm. as we are slowly, slowly coming out of the pandemic, COVID-19, we still need to wash our hands. Please wash your hands. Respect Please wash your other. hands. Please respect each other's space. Don't just run up on people. And if required by whatever place that you go to publicly still wear your mask i hate that i really don't 
Yeah. But it 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 kept many of us from contracting it. It kept many of us. And from the people that did contract it, it kept them from having to re-catching it because some folks have caught it a couple of times. So it this is something not kept to play from being with. Hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's look, the, the governor of West Virginia <laughs> said people should get vaccinated and if they don't, they should wear masks. Okay, if you don't believe me, if I'm too radical for you, the governor of West Virginia said that. Someone who, to entice people to get vaccines, was offering hunting trips. So you hunt. Okay? Please. Just please. This public service announcement is brought to you by... <laughs> da -da -da -da. Tang! Tang! What should we drink it in the future as you go around the earth? Because it's too filled with viruses for people that didn't listen. Dang! Yeah, if you want, if you want to enjoy your future of this year, 2021, please let's respect each other's space. <laughs> gentlemen we have got to talk about the lack of civility we have in public spaces and I am talking about our discourse on social media platform Twitter Instagram YouTube TikTok you name it I almost sound like that Shirley Caesar song <laughs> well sample that was we have got to learn how to respect each other's space when it comes to commenting on each other's platforms. Interludes has a platform. We have a YouTube channel. We also have a podcast. And a lot of the compliments or the content that we put out there, we, hear, we see what people say about it and we appreciate it. I think we haven't had any trolls or people that say that, oh, it's horrible. You have this type of view. It's driven many people to rethink being in a public space. In other words, being a public figure. Recently, uh, Megan McCain, who is a co-host at The View, left the show. She talked about how many trolls followed her on so onto social media talked about her reputation and just criticized anything about her. She brought on a black hairstylist. They would talk about her hair. They would talk about her voice. They would talk about her. And I think, in fact, I know these people would not say these things straight to her face. They wouldn't. Why aren't we being more respectful in public spaces? And I'm referring to social media. We've got to learn how to do that. If space is the next frontier, civility should be the next goal. We should aim to be civil. We're coming out of COVID-19 slowly but surely. We gotta learn how to just be respectful. As I was talking with Michael, 
and we were talking about hey let's still do that wash our hands and six feet of space and then wherever it's required especially now that i've traveled on the airplane they still require you in public spaces airports bus stations you have to wear a mask like anyone else i don't like this it hides my smile i believe a smile is the best way to communicate something pleasant i don't know in public spaces on social media if we can smile but the smiley face has been my best friend and as some of some of the old folks used to say if you ain't got nothing nice to say then don't say nothing at all especially on social media respect that space recently nicole hannah jones who was fighting for a tenure position at her alamala unc well what happened was is that she was denied tenure and then eventually after protest and people speaking up signing petitions and using public space to defend a brilliant mind in journalism now keep in mind that is my opinion of her a lot of people don't feel that way about her unc decided you know we're going to do a vote and they offered her tenure and she turned it down she didn't talk about it publicly. She did not enter the public space to talk about something that was very important to her. The 1619 Project has been criticized very heavily publicly. And I've noticed that Jones has remained respectful and has done things to adhere to, you know, presenting what was researched and doing this wonderful podcast on the 1619 Project in conjunction with the New York Times. She appeared on CBS This Morning with Gail King, and I was reading through some of the crazy comments because CBS This Morning, like many, like many things that come on television, they have a YouTube, YouTube channel. Oh gosh, I really, didn't like some of the things that I was reading. And this is a public space. I was trying to figure out why some YouTubers disable the comments. When I read through some of those comments said about Nicole, Nicole Hannah-Jones, I understand now why. We're not being respectful. What's wrong with being respectful? If you respect my physical space and give me six feet, why can't you respect my mental space and not put me down? Put me down on social media where everyone's to see it. Are we trying to be a reality show and have our 15 minutes of fame? Is that the reason why we're being so uncivil in public spaces on social media? Is that what we're doing? It's entertaining for literally only 15 minutes and then the world, many of us have moved on. I don't give it 15 minutes. I give it like a minute or two, if that. Allow us to be civil in public spaces, on the internet, especially physically. But if you don't have anything nice to say, if you're not being encouraging, why say it? And if it's something you really need to talk to someone about, talk to them one-on-one, -on -one. pick up a phone. Don't text them. 
Call them. Have a conversation. I don't know. You might make a friend. Those first four words from the Seminole 60 series told us where they were and why they were. Outer space, the home of the black hole, is a place too few of us claim as a place not just for them, but also for us. In fact, instead of having an affinity for infinity, too often my people of darker pigmentation purposely deride the decision of other humans to seek what's beyond the stratosphere, or regrettably, the pursuit of this premise is for the ridiculous, as in something to be laughed at, something to be ridiculed. In the recent movie, F9, The Fast Saga, in order to save the world, two African-American characters are launched into space. They are played by singer Tyrese Gibson and rapper Chris Bridges. It's ludicrous. And so is the idea. The sequence is comical. Negroes in space can't be serious. And this is the problem. Nearly 50 years ago, after the value of black people in space venturing out there was first articulated and endorsed by the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Science, flight, and therefore space was at the heart of the civil rights movement. It was identified as the next frontier that would ensure that we make it into the future. While King wasn't a talent agent, King's advice is significant and still speaks to us today. One of Dr. King's favorite TV shows was, according to you know television lore, was Star Trek, a show about a U.S. spacecraft traveling in the future. And among the crew featured was a young Black actress named Nichelle Nichols, who played Lieutenant Uhura. When King learned that Nichols was going to resign from the show to pursue a career on Broadway, he strongly persuaded her to keep, at that time, a precious role on television, a role for a Black woman who wasn't a servant, but was someone who had worked in the service of science. Someone that he felt that his children, his little girls, could be proud to watch. It was reportedly the only show that Dr. King allowed his children to stay up late to watch. Star Trek. And according to Nichols, her recollection of this conversation with King, her biggest fan, and how Gene Rottenberry had written the show with her in mind, Nichols states this. King said, she says, don't you see what this man is doing? Who has written this? This is the future. He has established us as we should be seen. 300 years from now, 
We are here. We are marching. This is the first step. When we see you, we see ourselves. And we see ourselves as intelligent and beautiful and proud. And, Nichols continues, King said, you turn on your television and the news comes on and you see us marching and peaceful. You see the peaceful civil disobedience and you see the dogs and you see the fire hoses and we all know they cannot destroy us because we are there in the 23rd century. To the civil rights prophet, the presence of black people on Star Trek meant the civil rights movement would be a success. And he was right. Over the last several years, the term Afrofuturism has been the subject of books, movies, and symposiums, TED Talks. Professors pontificate about what the term means in expressions of art and everyday life. And everything from westward to Wakanda, we see things not as they are, but as they could be. But for me, like King, Afrofuturism simply means this, that we are part of the future. In the short term, before the end of this week, billionaire Richard Branson will make history by venturing into outer space. A little more than a week before billionaire Jeff Bezos makes his voyage into space. While these business titans will be the first individuals to head toward the stars funded not by countries, but by their companies, they won't be the last non-nationally trained astronauts to be. Nearly 700 people have paid a quarter of a million dollars for the ultimate virgin flight into space to become momentarily weightless, more than 50 miles over the earth with Branson. This Branson, this Bezos, don't forget the electric car maker and part-time improv comedian, Elon Musk. Why are these three visionaries focused on going into outer space? What are their business instincts telling them? It seems to be saying something different to black billionaires who seem less interested in exploring space compared to their white counterparts. At this point, space is simply a setting or cosmic basketball game as in the case in LeBron James' upcoming Space Jam. And even that's a remake. While Elon Musk is trying to perfect rockets that can stop on a dime without exploding, entrepreneur Rick Ross is trying to get people to buy fried chicken thighs, turning wing stop into thigh stop. My people, my people, we have work to do. What Branson, Bezos, and Musk seem to understand is what astrophysicists Neil deGrasse Tyson has asserted, and that is, as human beings in this larger universe, we are stardust. Maybe space isn't the final frontier, but it's definitely the next frontier. Martin Luther King knew that back in the 60s. Michelle Nichols is the woman, the actress, that scientific researcher Dr. Mae Jemison praised as being her role model that helped this future black astronaut see herself in outer cell, outer space. So it should be no surprise that Jemison made a cameo appearance in Star Trek, The Next Generation, to become the first astronaut to appear on that show. In his debut film, Summer of Soul, 
Musician Questlove highlights long forgotten concerts in Harlem, New York during the summer of 1969. Some of the brightest stars of R&B, gospel, funk, and soul play free concerts which drew countless fans more interested in the events of their daily lives than the pursuit of NASA, who at the time had a mission that summer to reach the moon. That mission was successful. And while most of the country applauded the accomplishment, citizens of Harlem were nonplussed. There was a collective, so what? To the moonshot, as if the mission was at best a fake and at worst a waste of money that could have prevented people from going hungry in poverty-stricken neighborhoods. Thank goodness that is no longer the, a universal view. Thanks to news reports and yes, some movies like uh, Hidden Figures where we celebrate people like Kathleen Johnson and other African-American women who kept NASA on track as human mathematical computers. To ensure that there is an Afro-future, an Afro-futurism, we need more hidden figures like Ms. Johnson and more public figures like Dr. Jemison. Back in 2011, the poet Tracy K. Smith, whose father worked on the NASA Hubble Space Telescope, wrote a collection of poetry highlighting the connectedness between who we are as human beings and outer space called Life on Mars. In 2012, that collection won the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry. One of the poems that set Smith apart from other writers toward becoming a U.S. Poet Laureate is the work called It and Company. And here is that poem. We are a part of it, not guests. It is us or what contains us. How can it be anything but an idea? Something teetering on the spine of the number one. It is elegant. But coy, it avoids the blunt ends of our fingers as we point. We have gone looking for it everywhere, in Bibles, in bandwidth, blooming like a womb from the ocean floor. Still, it resists the matter of false versus real. Unconvinced by our zeal, it is unappeasable. It is like some novel vast and unreadable. In another poem, My God, It's Full of Stars, Smith writes in stanza three that perhaps the greatest era is believing we're alone, that the others have come and gone, a momentary blip, when all along space might be chock full of traffic, bursting at the seams with energy we neither feel nor see flush against us, living Dying, deciding, setting solid feet down on planets everywhere, bowing to the great stars that command, pitching stones at whatever are their moons. They live wondering if they are the only ones, knowing only the wish to know, and the great black distance they, we, flicker in. According to a recent Axis poll by Axios, it found that nearly 65% of Americans believe that there is life out there in outer space, so-called aliens. Surely African-Americans are among that number. Surely we and other people of color 
know what it means to be treated like an alien. For our good and the good of our future, we need to be part space. The great black distance is space and we need to be part of it to get ourselves to know ourselves, to know space is to know the new frontier, our personal space, our public space, and our outer space. Excelsior! He's an artist, a pioneer. We've got to have some music on the new frontier. Next time on Interludes, podcaster of The Unexpected Detour, breast cancer survivor Francis Hammond on the next Interludes. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Valerie Johnson and Michael Womble. Original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. Brought to you by our national sponsor, Montevilla, the natural weight loss coffee and tea brewed with MTC oil and Ramon seeds. For more information and to purchase Montevilla coffee and tea, please visit linktr.ee forward slash pure light media. Our local title sponsor, A1 Pest Masters, for all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pest Masters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com. When you book your appointment with A1 Pest Masters, tell them that you heard it first on the podcast called Interludes. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. Hey.